starting in verse 6. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, a rich food full of marrow, a aged wine, well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Isaiah is a wonderful book for us in the church. We quote it more often than maybe we even realize you like to use quotes from Isaiah when at Christmas time we're talking about the coming of the Savior. We uh, like to use quotes from Isaiah when we're talking at Easter time about the suffering of the Savior. And maybe we missed this one, but here is the sign in Isaiah that the Lord has a plan to fulfill yet. And as we gradually move nearer to the Advent season, which marks the beginning of every Christian year, we are getting ready, not so much to celebrate Christmas, but to celebrate the fulfillment of everything that God has planned for us. It's really hard to imagine right now, but you as a Christian believer are no longer a citizen of this world. Now, that's a difficult concept for us because the last time you look at your driver's license, it looked like you were a citizen of this world, you know? And, and boy, when you're being oppressed by taxes or, or by a lot of other social things that you don't feel good about, you think you're a citizen of this world, and I understand that, I really do. I wonder if you could imagine it this way. I wonder if you could imagine that when you were born again, you were a kid in a foreign country who was adopted by someone who lives in another country. So you are a child here in this world has, who has been adopted by a foreign couple from another land. You're no longer a citizen of the place where you live. Because of the adoption, you are a citizen of the place where your family is. That's what we mean when we call each other family. That's what we mean when we talk about the kingdom of Christ. We're citizens of Christ's kingdom, and the fulfillment of his kingdom on earth has yet to be completed. And so in the meantime, we are adopted children living in a foreign land, waiting for our new family to come and take us home to the kingdom, except that's not exactly how it works. So I'm going to take that analogy and stretch it a little bit. And I'm going to say that if you can imagine that the kingdom of Christ is like a family that has adopted a kid from a foreign land and 
Instead of waiting for the time to bring them home to that land, the kingdom parents are actually planning to come to the foreign land where the child is and to pretty much eradicate everything that isn't compatible with their kingdom and then occupy that land and claim it for the kingdom. So instead of having the adopted child eventually come home to the kingdom, instead the adoptive parent is going to claim the child's land for the kingdom and then the child will be home in the kingdom of Christ. That's what scripture is telling us today. That is what the message of the day of the Lord is. Now, the first Sunday in November, the first day of November is All Saints Day, and we celebrate it usually on the first Sunday in November, which is why we sang that difficult hymn, but I wanted you to hear every line in that hymn, because it takes us to this idea that while we are not citizens of this world anymore and citizens of the kingdom, we are, we are the saints. We are citizens of the kingdom. We have, a, we have an identification card that says citizen of the kingdom, and the short form is saint. Now, there are differences in the various religions of Christianity about what constitutes a saint, but for our purposes today, we celebrate sainthood as the certainty that you are a citizen of the kingdom of Christ. And that you can be sure of because Christ died for us on the cross while we were yet sinners, which is our assurance that we're forgiven. He is the redemption that satisfies the sin debt to our Lord, the Father of all creation, God, who is, was, and always will be. And he is the one who has satisfied the entry requirements for citizenship in the kingdom. And through him, you are a citizen of the kingdom. Our friends who are going to Honduras will go through a process. Some of us have experienced this too. They'll leave this country, they'll enter the foreign land, their documents will be thoroughly examined, and then they'll be approved for a short stay in the foreign land. But one day, they'll come back, and when they re-enter the United States, they will go through the same scrutiny, but their document that says they're citizens of this kingdom, they'll look that over very carefully, and then if everything is in good order, there will be a stamp, and there will be a statement from the officials, the officials, and they will say something like, welcome home. And I gotta tell you, when you've traveled for many days or weeks, months even in a foreign land, and especially the more exotic places that some of us have traveled, there's nothing like that feeling, no matter what you think about that person behind the desk, where they hand your passport back to you and they say, welcome home, it's very comforting. And so it is that we as the saints will be welcomed home but not because we leave here to go be with the Lord. Maybe we will have the good fortune of being here when he brings the kingdom to where we are. But in the meantime, all the saints have this assurance. Whether they die and leave here for a time to go to where the Lord is, 
or whether we are here when the Lord comes to make all of this the kingdom, we are citizens of Christ's land. He is our Lord. Ian just adopted that citizenship in a formal way by saying, I am under the lordship or the leadership of Jesus Christ. So whatever you do, you do it because of what matters in the kingdom of Christ. However you respond to the things of this world, you respond as one whose king is coming. And you know that for a time you may have to endure some discomfort, suffering, or in some way or another feel like an outcast because of your citizenship in the kingdom of Christ. But one day your king is coming. And when he comes, it will be those who feel that they own and operate all of this exclusively in their own right, according to their own might, they will be put correct, they will be corrected and put in their place. The king is coming. And so this is what we call our blessed hope. The blessed hope is a phrase that has been used by Christians for generations to describe what we feel while we exist in this tension of living in this world but not being of this world anymore. This tension we feel by living with the stress and the strain of not knowing how to respond all the time to the flesh and yet having a sense that our nature is being transformed by the Spirit of Christ. This blessed hope is the assurance that whatever happens in the end, our Lord will have his day and will come. And in the twinkling of an eye, really faster than that, he will bring to him all who have died in faith, who are saints, and all who are alive and in faith are saints, to follow him as he takes possession of the world and makes it his kingdom wherever the created order is. And having that blessed hope is what we claim, especially when we're deeply confused and, and grieved by the troubles of the world, when we're deeply frustrated and fearful of the world that we live in, knowing that he is coming again. Our king is coming, and that is our blessed hope. Do you have that blessed hope? Do you look for the coming of the Savior? Do you remind yourself regularly that his coming is imminent? That means that at any second, even while we speak right now, his trumpet could blast and we could find ourselves following him as he claims all of creation once and for all as judgment. And that is a good judgment, whether we think of it that way or not. As his judgment comes and he separates all things according to righteousness that he has earned for our sake. Do you think about that? And if not, why? Has the world so distracted you that you forget to think about these things? I know it certainly happens to me. 
And so the challenge for all of us this All Saints Day is to remember that we are saints, that we are citizens of the kingdom of Christ, and that he is coming again, and that's our blessed hope. The challenge for us today is to live with that blessed hope in every moment of our lives, to view everything we do as something that would joyfully change in this blink of an eye because of that blessed hope. I think I'm going to rake some leaves this afternoon. What would be better than to not have to finish because the Lord came? <laughs> and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you.